the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And we got some of that today. We've got a a good friend of mine in here today. He's bringing some amazing, amazing things that he's doing uh, to, to help the community as well as the business community. His name is Ken Lazat, and he is an author, and he's just an all-around great guy. And not only that, but but his latest works is a, I tell you, it's a must read for CEOs uh, of any business. And it's just a practical way to help you help them to separate themselves. So I don't want to get into all that. I, I want Ken to come in here and talk about that itself. So without any further ado, let's give him a warm Extreme Carolina welcome and welcome to the show, Ken. Well, thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here. And with that introduction, I um, I hope I'm going to be here quite a few more times. Uh, <laughs> that that really made my day already. All right. Well, I'm glad, man. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, and uh, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, uh, and as I say it, that your latest offering uh, as an author uh, is the Experts Edge. And I'm telling you, folks, if you ain't got it, Go to Amazon and get it. I'm telling you, I loved it. It's a fantastic read, and I'm going to keep it close by and read it again. But anyway, uh, Ken, just just let the folks know, what's the big idea behind this book? Well, the big idea is that uh, everyone in business is an expert. Everyone, anyone who's ever, uh, if I had, if I could see the audience and I asked them, if you're in business, uh, have you ever had a uh, client? And if you've ever had a client, have you ever had a client that paid you? And that automatically makes you an expert. What my book is about is not about how to be an expert, but it's for experts who want to have an edge. And that's mm. why it's called The Expert's Edge. And the subtitle is Become the Go-To Authority People Turn to Every Time. Mm-hmm. And what you want to be in business is not just to be an expert, but but to be known as an expert and to be known as the leading expert. And that's where the uh, notion of what's called thought leadership comes into it. And what the book will do is teach you how to become a thought leader. So, or which, uh, which is another way of saying expert with an edge. Wow, that is amazing, you know. And one of the leaders, in case some folks, you know, kind of wondering, you know, the, the thought leaders of this world are the big, big, big boys. I mean, you know, the guys that people always turn to, which is the part I like about that. You know, people don't turn to you once or maybe twice. They come back again and again and they refer you to their folks because of your cutting edge style. And uh, so you've been doing how long have you been doing this uh, before you even wrote the book? Yes, uh, I've been doing this about almost 25 years. 
So, wow. Uh, and, and right from, and I'll tell you how, how the thought leadership aspect came about because um, the principal service that I provide in helping my clients become thought leaders is to uh, uh, help them get their ideas published. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it, in some cases, uh, an, an, ex, an expert comes to me that has never written a book before and never published a book and would like to do that. And so I can help them do that. I can make that happen. Um, but there are people who are not necessarily going to ever write a book and don't even want to, mm-hmm. but they can publish their ideas by publishing articles in business magazines. Wow. And, uh, and that's, that's how I started because I have a background uh, over my, my career um, in terms of publishing. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot about that. But what happened was in the in the very first, uh, actually, I remember he was the third, uh, uh, the third client I picked up uh, almost twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he um, he said to me, uh, he said, "I'm working on a book, and maybe you can help me get it finished because I'm kind of stuck." And then he said, uh, "My goal is to become a global thought leader." Wow. And I thought to myself, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) And he explained it was somebody who was known around the world, Mm -hmm. just like you just said, Michael, Mm -hmm. uh, said the big boys and his big boys and his big girls, you know, Mm -hmm. both. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this uh, client of mine, Jim Masciarelli, he wrote a terrific book on uh, relationship building, Mm -hmm. but he wanted to be a global thought leader. And I thought there's nothing better than publishing your ideas for becoming a thought leader because mm-hmm. publishing your ideas gives you a level of credibility that if you look around at your competition, mm-hmm. most of the time and most of your competitors do not have that credibility. Ooh. They just don't. They don't write books. They don't publish them. They don't publish articles. Anybody who's listening, I'm sure if they thought about their competition, they might pick one or two competitors that do that, but most of them, no. So that's how you become a thought leader, and that's how you have an edge. <laughs> and man, I tell you what, you're not getting to uh, a mutual friend of ours. I mean, she is. She's done the same thing, publishing. She's an amazing author, and one of hers has made the bestseller list. I forget which one it is, but uh, yeah. you yeah. know, and 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 the key to that, like you said. Uh, is you can be when I say the big boys, and I didn't say any names, but you know, folks like Ken Blanchard, yeah. uh, Cheryl Richardson. I mean, these are yeah. big boys and big girls. And so, in order to be like that, I love what you said about helping people to do that. So that was the first time that you had thought about, well, hey, let me let me help these guys or gals to mm-hmm. print to to write a book. And when they write one, I love this part when you said. In their field, more yeah. than likely, they're not going to have their competition that has authored. A, a, it don't even have to be on the bestseller list; just one that's authored and out there. Is that right? Right, right. <laughs> and right, and 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 the, and the reality of having a book, in particular, or articles. If again, if you're if you're a person who's who's probably doesn't have an ambition to to publish a book, mm-hmm. the 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 reality is that the um, it. It doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter really if mm-hmm. your book is a bestseller. Okay. What matters is that you have a book, right? And everybody, I always say, there are two types of people in the world. There are people who have authored a book, and there are people who have not. 
And the people who have not would say to you, if you have a book, you say, I have, I have, well, I have a book coming up. Mm-hmm. They say to you, oh my gosh, you're kidding. Wow. A book. Really? Wow. So <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Boy, I wish yeah. I could do that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's the person who, who has never done a book. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who have done a book, right. we would say the very same thing because we know what goes into the commitment to write a book. So you cannot lose if you publish a book, even if you self-publish a book, mm-hmm. you are going to stand out from the crowd. That is amazing. I love that. That, that is so cool uh, to, to amplify or to dig deep just a little bit into what you were saying about having uh, written a book and, and you've never have could you also begin to writing a book if you have a blog or is that not the same? Yeah, you, 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 you could get it started that way um, with a blog or um, maybe starting with articles. If you mm-hmm. want to kind of work your way up toward a book, mm-hmm. then over time, let's say over a year's time writing blogs, mm-hmm. you're going to have certain themes that you're coming back to and mm-hmm. you're going to be creating content. And that can be put together in a book. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> yeah. well, well, there you go, folks. I think I, you know, I think I just helped a bunch of y'all. <laughs> you <just> got blogs. <laughs> you got a blog. A year later, you can put it all together because you're right. Absolutely. Most, yep. Absolutely. Most people who do blogs, and I've read a lot of folks blog, and it's usually a theme. It's a theme going through there. Right. And uh, the only part I didn't know was what you just said about after a year. You can back up and look at all that, and there's a theme running through it. And there's the beginning of your book right there. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that, yeah. that that is fantastic. Now we, we we also know that you know you're an amazing world-class indie man speaker. I mean, there's folks, you know, want you from all around the world, and you have spoken all around the world. Mm-hmm. And so that piece. How did that come about? Was that part of the helping the folks to write books or was that at the same time or before that? Well, uh, I've, I've, I've always done uh, speaking. Uh, my, my first career when I was in my 20s and 30s was as a writer. And um, I, I would do talks at libraries and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and then the next, actually, I moved into a different career where I was a career consultant. Mm-hmm. And as a career consultant, I was advising people how to make career changes and things like that. And um, and I started doing a lot more speaking and a lot of training. Wow. So I so when I got into this, um, I basically uh, uh, did a lot of uh, talks and still do uh, mm-hmm. before management consultants. Oh. And the reason is that. Uh, the or the organization that kicked this off was uh, an organization of management consultants that had uh, set up a panel mm-hmm. called um, uh, "Writing and Speaking to Advance Your Consulting Career," and they they asked me to 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 uh, join that panel, and I did. And out of that panel's audience, I probably ended up with five or six clients over the next four or five weeks. <laughs> um, well, I take. Yeah, well, I, I, so, I hate to jump in there, but but that, you know I want to finish along that line. Yeah, and, and and please forgive me for jumping in there on you, but we're up against the clock here. We need to you know take a quick station break for our sponsors. But folks, don't go away. We'll be right back with Ken. He's given some amazing, amazing knowledge and content. So we'll be right back in just a moment. 
Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina on 95.1 FM. And we have today with us Mr. Ken Lazat. And uh, if you see his name printed, you, you might want to pronounce the E on the last of it. But he told me the first time there, <laughs> don't pronounce the E. <laughs> I said, okay, man, I got you. Don't, make, anyway. the, don't make the mistake my high school teachers used to make. Get <laughs> it all right. wrong. That's <laughs> right. He, he told me that story. <laughs> <He said> that. <laughs> Another time or later. But anyway, we were talking on the other side about you bo- joining that boat, uh, that board. Now, is that board something similar to uh, the Toastmasters or something like that or no? No, it was it was just it, it is an organization called the Institute of Management Consultants, which is a, a professional association that's wor- it's worldwide um, uh, made up of, as it sounds, uh, management consultants. And uh, well, I was saying that that I did a panel uh, talking about um, speaking and uh, writing to advance your your consulting career, and I ended up uh, getting some clients first time first clients ever uh, mm-hmm. out of that audience. So you were wow. asking me about speaking, and I, I'd mm-hmm. say to you, first of all, speaking is so powerful. Uh, in, in my case, that story I just told that really kicked off my. Uh, my business. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I continued to stay involved with that organization and, uh, and to speak volunteer to speak whenever I could. And speaking is, is I consider publishing the most important thing you can do to become a thought leader, but speaking is number two and speaking Mm -hmm. is, you know, there's something powerful about being in a room with, uh, with other people, of course, and and telling Mm -hmm. them uh, sharing your ideas. Mm-hmm. But uh, I go back to the publishing and say a lot of mistake a mistake I think speakers often make is to speak, but to not have any kind of um, um, collateral to yep. back it up. So if go. they have a book, they can hold up a book and say, "Here's here's a, here's a book just came out of mine," and boom, mm-hmm. you know, the audience is like, "Whoa, that's a wow. thought leader." <laughs> or if they have yeah. an article, not a book. Make sure you have handouts that everybody has so that the same mm-hmm. thing, they're waiting for you to, to stand up there and start, start yeah. speaking. They look at uh-huh. this article. It just solidifies your uh, your credibility as a thought yeah. leader. <laughs> and don't forget, folks, I got them all in the back of the room back there. See, Bob, he's got them, and uh, I'll be back there. Oh, yeah, that's right, sign too. All of them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what you meant by having them with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a great idea. As a matter of fact, I, I want to just skip ahead just a little bit, but still staying with that same organization. Uh, one of the questions we like to ask all of our uh, uh, guests on the show, and that is to, you know, pro- to provide some of the successes 
But we, you and I, and a lot of folks know that success isn't built on success. Success is built on failure. You fail so many times, and one day you look up, wow, I'm a success. So uh, you was going well with that organization until they talked you into becoming <laughs> a board member. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, that, and, and that was sort of a, can you give us a short, uh, concise thing about how that happened? That was your failure? Yeah, well, it, it was, the, you know, to, to cut to the, the lesson from that, it was, uh, I learned that uh, you really got to, um, be careful of doing something out of either ego or, or people kind of uh, pushing you to, to do something where you're feeling like that's really not not for me. And uh, in, mm-hmm. in, what, in, the, in this case, um, I had been the, uh, the president of the chapter here in New England, where I am in Massachusetts. Um, I had been uh, chapter president for five years, and I thrived on that. A volunteer position. Uh, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, something about it, you know, fit with me to try to turn that chapter around and make it successful. And maybe it was the the fact of being very, um, you know, interactive with uh, right. members and whatever. But uh, so, so, uh, so because I had that success, I was nominated to be on the national board of directors. And, you know, there's, there's an honor to that <laughs> and all. But I also sure. knew that the job was different than um, really, really being in a leadership position because the job has to do with right. pouring over budgets, which I hate to do, you know, and, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. and just going on and on with uh, picky issues and things like mm-hmm. that and having to go right. to these meetings where you're basically listening more than talking for, you know, multiple times during the year. And I really didn't want to do it. But then again, I thought, well, it's you know a certain certain level of it being cool to be asked to do that mm-hmm. so i let myself go with it and i was did was on the board and it just the, everything i just described to you became reality it just did not feel like a way to be spending my time um <laughs> and so finally after it was a three-year term and finally after about a year and a half i resigned and i said you know i think somebody else would be better in this seat than me so i think Mm -hmm. it would be better if if i got out of it and it was such a relief when i did that you know right Uh, Mm -hmm. so uh so i learned that i've I've got to pay attention to what's inside me in terms of what i care about versus Mm -hmm. uh what i think is uh you know cool cool, feed my ego or something like (laughs) that man i tell you what you just nailed it nailed it you know for one of the things we talk about on the show is for people, majority of people go to work every single day. When I say majority, it's well over 75, maybe close to 80% of the people in the world have got a job, go to work every day, and they hate when Monday comes yeah, because yeah. they're going, they going to a job yeah. <laughs> that they don't really like. Yeah, now, yeah. But that, that don't mean they're not good at it. You know, they're good, but like you said, but there's certain aspects of the job that cause them to kind of pull back and not do their best. Yeah. But when you have a job like you got today or like you had before that, when you were the president, when you, you know, when we get a job that we can just pour ourselves into and we can look up, you know, one day we've been working for four hours. Wow. Yeah. You know, they went by like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 You know, that's when you find your wheelhouse. 
And those are the folks we like to get on the show that people are in their wheelhouse. Now, now, instead of me talking, I, I want you to talk just a little bit about, and we don't have very many minutes left, but uh, we like to ask the leaders also, because we like to pull the cover back so people can see a little bit about them. And we want to know, you're a great author, what is it that you read? Or in other words, what's the, what's the recent book or the recent book that you've read that had the biggest impact on you and why? Well, I, I, I read a range of things, uh, both fiction and nonfiction. I try to read a few novels a year, and I, as well as books on business and, and, and just society and all. Um, but I read a book called, by a guy named John Williams, who uh, a lot of people know the name John Williams as as a, uh, a musical uh, composer for Star Wars and that kind of thing, you know. But this is a different mm-hmm. John Williams, and I never heard of, heard of him. But uh, somebody um, gave actually my daughter gave me a copy of a book called Stoner Stoner S T O N E R. It was a novel that jo- uh, John Williams had written. And it was about a, a stoner was a character who was at a a, a a college. It kind of followed him through his life, and and what he really cared about was was reading, knowledge, learning, books right. uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, he goes goes through ups and downs during the course of the book and of his life. But mm-hmm. um, I was more and more as I got to know Stoner the character. I felt as though uh, he and I shared a, a lot uh, in common. Right. So um, uh, I, I hate to give the, the, the ending away. I won't give the details. I really advise. Yeah, but I it. would say that at the very, 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 very last scene, very last page, it was so emotional to me as the reader that I got emotional. And uh, I still think of it in a very, very... Um, uh, very affectionate way, let's say that that novel. Wow! So wow. that's uh, yeah, that's that's something that I Woo. I'd recommend. Uh, I recommend that to anyone. I don't know if the other people would have this. It would have the impact it had for me. But Stoner by yeah. John Williams was my favorite, most recent book to to read. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to put that on the show notes. Uh, that's Stoner. Yeah. That's uh, by John yes. Williams. Not the, same, not the Star Wars right. guy, but another guy named John William Stoner. Yeah. And we're going to put that on our show notes so folks can go to it and check it out. But man, look at here. We up against the mm-hmm. clock. We, we got to get out mm-hmm. of here. But I tell you what, there's so much more I want to ask you about, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, Ken. Can we ask you to come back at a later date? Would you be oh, willing heck, to do I that? told you in the beginning with that <laughs> with that introduction, I have to come back if you'd if you'd bring All me right. Back. Absolutely. We love to have you. But today we gotta say bye and, and, and tell all our listeners bye. So thank you for being here, uh uh Ken, and we will be in touch about that. So uh ultimately Extreme Carolina is committed to our listeners and leaders and newsmakers like Ken Lazat here that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, here we go. Quote of the week. You're going to love this one. Here it is. I'll just get it out there to you. Beware when the great God let loose a thinker on this planet. <laughs> That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. Got that out of my man's book. Comes right, comes right out of right out of my town where that I'm living in right now. All right. Well, hey man, we gotta get out of here. Thank you everybody for, for being here. We really appreciate y'all. 
Y'all take care. God bless and live blessed on purpose. We out.